podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and I'm joined by Tony Anderson. Hi, Craig. And joining us in person, all the way from his work on the other side of the city, it's Robert Borthwick. Honestly, might as well be in Australia. It takes that long to get here. (laughs) I'm in Leith. It's, it's, It's awful. Anyway, hello. Like over at the shore of Leith as well. Oh, I am. I'm right down there. It's the worst. The city is absolutely woeful to live in. I don't know. There'll be beloved listeners that live in Edinburgh. It's just horrendous. There's nothing to do with the festival. I don't know. I actually realised something today that this is the first year I've not noticed that the festival has slowed down traffic an awful lot because it's so bad to begin with. Yeah, it just doesn't make any difference. It's a shit city to live in and it has been for years now. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I live in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice. Uh, but yeah. It, it doesn't does. now because there's so much road work. So unless, unless you want to go around doing photography of A to Z of temporary traffic lights. I don't even fucking drive (laughs) Right, so we'll begin Not not with one of those Edinburgh clubs uh, We'll get to them soon enough But we'll begin with the game that uh, didn't have the most goals The weekend it was tied with two other matches But certainly the most drama going back and forth in this one As Motherwell defeated Aberdeen by three goals to two In a... Results that I don't think many people saw coming, and Motherwell were improved against St. Johnson last week, and but uh, lost the game to what I think a lot of people still consider to be the weakest side in the division. So you didn't think they were going to go to Aberdeen, who a week ago a lot of people were singing their praises after the 4-1 victory over St. Mirren, but it shows you just how long a week is in football. And all of a sudden, questions are again being asked of Jim Goodwin because... Managers now say you can't lose five games in a row and then you lose your job. It's just like one defeat. It's just, it's, oh, right. These days, it just seems like everybody's just asking questions. Get them out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the problem, though. When the clubs are spending big bucks these days, uh, certainly in the top half, it's got, so now you're, so if it doesn't start well, your job's just on the line instantly. No, exactly. And Rob, you watched this one. How did the game go? Were Motherwell worthy of their win? It was it was very entertaining um, for 13 minutes when four goals were scored uh, in, in that time spell. I think Motherwell, Motherwell deserved to win it because they defended the least worst <laughs> of the two teams. They both defended badly. Uh, if you see any and all of the goals, uh, there's huge gaps in there. And I think a big thing for me was obviously Kevin Van Veen would have given the Aberdeen back line last season PTSD, but they ripped it up and started again. So they've got no excuse. <laughs> it's like, they just they, they don't know how to deal with him. He obviously eventually got the, the winning goal. But, you know, Aberdeen, they brought in all these new defenders. You've got Richardson, uh, Scales, uh, you've got Stuart. Stuart in there. And obviously Ross McCrory kind of moved back to centre half for this one as well. And you've got Ramadani. And, and, and Due Clark- to Hay- Hayden Coulson being out injured. Yes, yes. And you've got Ramadani and, uh, and, and uh, Clarkson sort of playing in front of them as well. But... <laughs> When you rip it up and start again, it can be difficult for a long time. You need to get these players to gel and play together consistently. And you want the starting players to all be in there as well. That wasn't there and it was evident. I mean, the Motherwell goals 
were just so simple, man. And it, it was like, it was proper comedy, like falling over at the back post, allowing Blair Spittle to get in, uh, Ross McCrory getting nutmegged from 40 yards. <laughs> like, there was so much to it. And, and at the same time, you know, Aberdeen, they, they were fairly creative going forward. Like, I, I like the look of Majofsky. I thought his goal was a wonderful finish. Um, I think he will score goals for this team, especially if he's given service like that. And I think there was a lot... They shipped three goals to Motherwell and lost. I think there's still a, a lot of uh, room for improvement for Aberdeen, but you can see where it's going to come from when it eventually starts to click, if it does click. But no, and that's what I thought was a, it was an entertaining game. There was chances um, throughout it. Obviously, the, the goals were well taken after uh, after some absolute disaster defending from both sides. But it was an entertaining one, and I think the Motherwell new manager bounce. Obviously, Stevie Hamill coming in to uh, exist people's um, sorry improve people's lives. So uh, you know, it's there's a lot to like about about this game. I just don't think either of these teams are really going to be pushing that far up the table come the end of the season. Oof. I still, I, I just think Aberdeen. Aberdeen have, are, are giving off hibs. Uh, they've got a, a season of transition coming up. <laughs> Jim Goodwin came in the tail end of last year, so you think, right, the transition should have happened then. They paid so many signings and spent so much money. It's not easy to just hit the ground running. Obviously, they, they started well in the season, but one bump like this can cause uh, a, a sort of knock-on effect as they go as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm unsure about both these sides. Last week, when they played St. Johnson, it was the... Most passes they'd made in a, in a single game compared with any time during Graham Alexander's tenure. And then this week I saw that Graham put this out on on Twitter that they had an XG of over three and they'd only done that once in the entirety of Graham Alexander's tenure. So Stephen Hamill was certainly making Mother want a more attacking and more entertaining outfit. Did uh, Blair Spittle play in the front three? Uh, Blair Spittle kind of played off the left. Right. Um, yeah, so I, you can almost see from his position for the goal. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's coming in from that side. So, yeah, it's, it's like Stevie Hamill's like that that picture of Paul Lins and he's got a notebook in his hand and just says, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like he's come from that school of thought uh, when, it, when it comes to setting his team up. But, you know, even guys like, you know, the, the enigma that is Sean Goss and stuff like that is like, you know, you can tell he's a decent footballer, but, you know. He's, he's, he's not going to he's not going to give you a huge amount of industry in the middle of the park and all that kind of stuff so again like there's there's a job to be done by Stevie Hamill definitely a job to be done by uh, by Jim Goodwin but this is the sort of game that you want to see and the sort of game that deserves to be the top of the running order in shows like this because it was just a madcap right before half time right after half time Johnny Hayes goal um, sort of putting Aberdeen in front everyone was like alright okay here yeah. we go and then it completely, you know, changed on its head. Two goals in two minutes from uh, from Motherwell, and Aberdeen just couldn't. They couldn't get back into it. They couldn't get the chances to do it. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to be licking this microphone in a second. <laughs> right, I swear to God, sorry. get your mouth nice and tight. Don't have to lean it. You shouldn't lean on as much. Just move the microphone. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Live from my spare room, further. Has just dropped an entire bottle of water. Oh no! Um, we should maybe pause. Almost. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Something <laughs> for Phil if he wants to edit this out. Now that's we fine. should we sh- keep it. We should we should just, just my bag that's wet. Uh, just like, uh, sorry, can you get closer to the microphone when you're saying that, please? <laughs> sorry, it's just my bag that's wet. <laughs> 
This uh, is your fault. I, 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 get, I feel like Liam Gallagher's here. This is horrible. <laughs> Just being honest. So shy. It's sore on your neck like this. The rules, uh, the, the rules that Chairman Fow brings to the table are... It's not sore on my neck. Just sit in a position where it's easy enough to have the mic just resting on your lips. Easy for you to lips. say. Uh, Mike's resting on your lips. It's not a phrase anyone should ever hear. Who's Mike? <laughs> uh, but going back to the football, uh, the difference when sort of people can play football with a bit of smile on their face, not the mm. fear of God, and them with a absolute fucking head case on the... <laughs> On the sidelines, it just is a massive difference. Hamill, it's, it's not even just simplifying it. You can see on the side there was a, a big smile on his face uh, when he was celebrating. He was looking at the players, and you could see that there was some sort of like joined up thinking and everyone feeling that they're. Because I think the problem that I was why it should never have even got to the stage and it should have just been stopped last season is it always looked like everyone was just waiting for the trigger to get yeah. blown. Mm-hmm. But the players, he was just waiting, and I couldn't believe it when they went. It was like. The perfect scenario for them is that they'd somehow got into Europe because everyone else being shit. So you can take advantage of that and maybe use it as a way of maybe getting a, a decent manager in, I don't know, and take advantage of that and then just make a clean break on the manager. It was clearly not working anymore. Didn't he look like he really wanted to be there? The players, the way the players have spoke since Hamels came in just proves it. They're just saying that they're happy, like, talk about enjoyment. <laughs> and there's like these basics. Like any workplace, if people actually want to go into it, it'll, it'll benefit and you might get some results. But I like the uh, I, I like what I believe to be the thought process of Alan Burrows when it came to this appointment. And apparently like 40 odd people applied for it. And he probably just looked at the list and went, which one of these is even more Motherwell than me? <laughs> I'm going to hire him uh, and, and see how that goes. And you, you can tell, like Stevie Hamill, like you're saying, he was... He was on the sidelines looking like he'd won a competition to be there. He was so happy and he was so animated and he was properly getting into it. And it's like, you know, Motherwell liked to be this uh, this sort of like, oh, we like to be bastards and we like to do this and that. But in reality, you like know, the just, just shite. But just gets, <laughs> but they've they've got someone who who understands everything about the the, the club, and obviously that's going to shine through for the players as well. Bringing Stephen O'Donnell back in, obviously he played on the left this time, but that's again, that's a guy who who gets it, understands it, and and sometimes when you bring a new manager in, it helps to just clear the air a wee bit and and get these players back in playing the, the yeah, way that they can. It, we talk about this quite a lot. It's different managers for different periods and different moments. So so I'll, I'll, I'll use Hibs because obviously that's the easiest one for me. It's like when Malone he came in last year like that's just not going to work even if he is good because he's not the way he wants he wants to reinvent the way he wants to change everything so that guy needs a pre-season to, to make that work it's not going to work otherwise and and this one you're wanting a guy who what who wants to be there who love it because you've just had a manager who's sort of looked really really pissed off for a while and everyone <laughs> everyone in there sort of like unhappy and everyone just waiting for the inevitable sort of thing to happen so this time you're thinking, right, let's make sure this is really enjoyment. We've got, we've lost the pre-season now. There's no point. We're going to have to bring in a manager just to maybe tide us over for a year and make people enjoy it. The fans will get on board. So I think even though at first I was like, oh, that's a lazy appointment is what my sort of gut thought at the start. I think now the more you think about it, it's like, I, under, I understand it. And then maybe if he grows into it, great, he gets a longer term, but... If not, then you've you've just bought yourself some time to maybe go and find this 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 right manager. I said after what I think what's impressive for me about this result and the, the performance is that I said after last week where this Johnson game because they dominated a lot of the ball in that and they did look pretty good for the most part, but they didn't you know they didn't actually equalise against Johnson until stoppage time and that was a set piece and it was an own goal at that as well. So I was like, they still need to find players to create, but they created a hell of a lot in this game and. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if Hamill, if there is room in the budget, I mean, it was, it's weird how little uh, signings Motherwell have made so far this summer, but if there is room in the budget... Another, another example of why they probably thought Alexander was fucking off at some point. <laughs> Not getting him any signings. Like, just do it! <laughs> just sack him! Can I just say how much I appreciated uh, Kevin Van Veen's finish in this as well, by the way, oh, for yeah. his goal? Because you know, like, you know if you're, like... My nephew, for example, loves playing football, right? And see, if you chuck the ball at his head, he doesn't go to head of it, he just tenses and oh, lets yeah. the ball hit off his head. That's what Kevin Van Dien yeah. did. Because <laughs> it bounced at such a perfect height, he basically just stood there and let it bounce off him and go into the back of the Because if he'd used any neck muscles or that, that could have went all wrong. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know how much that... It's like, if he went through it, he's actually quite an intelligent finish, just yeah. to go, right, There's all it has to do is hit off me. Any sort of movement I do towards it can actually cause alarm. Yeah. Right, let's move on to sorry, next. Sorry, quick, oh, wait, I mean, sorry. Aber- Aberdeen, um, was, it, was it Scales and Stewart that were playing centre-half last week um, together? They started at centre-half, but then uh, Scales moved to left-back after Coulson got injured. Yeah, just, I think if we try to get the centre-half partnership going, I always think that they're, they're, they're sort of creating more issues by moving. I know the Scales cross for the goal was, was brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I know people might, that could shove that down my throat, but I think they've had problems defensively all last season, Aberdeen. They've signed these guys to play there. One injury and then you're moving. I just think, well, you surely need to give this time to actually maybe build especially, up a partnership Especially together. when they do have Jack McKenzie who came on in this game. So he's available to play, to fill in at left back. And, and Hayes can drop in the left back. You know, there's there's other ways of doing it. I just think, and, and McCrory just doesn't work at centre half for me. And I, and I don't think it's, I'm not saying that McCrory's shit. I just think he's he's, he's much better central midfielder. Yeah. And he got caught out there again. I feel he, If I'm McCrory, I'm starting to get pissed off. I think it's been detrimental to his career, going mm-hmm. to Aberdeen and being forced to play this role, which he does pretty badly. When he was first moving, when it was like Hibs at Aberdeen, the idea was, this guy's going to go there, and he's going to be a driving force midfield, and you'll be talking about, is he going to not become John McGinn, but, you know, move on from, be that type of player and then maybe move on to a higher one, maybe flitter around the Scot- the, the Scotland squad or something. That was what people thought. And all that happened is he's become a stopgap forever mm. at, at Aberdeen and it's shit for him. Right, so let's move on to our second game. But before we do, just these messages first. Right, now we shall talk about, in my opinion, although I didn't actually watch the Aberdeen game, so I, I really can't say this very authority, but the game of the weekend for me, because I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll be uh, happy if, this, if I see any better game this season. Livingston 2, Hibs 1, especially the second half. I mean, the first half was all right enough, but Hibs were pretty dire. I suppose that was why it made it extra uh, fun for me. But then the second half was just an absolutely barnstorming 45 minutes. Hibs dominated for the first 20. Got their equaliser after Joel Newbley had I mean, waltzed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, because the media, the new media section at Livy is in the main stand to the right, so it's like the other end of the field for where that was. So it's hard to tell exactly what happened. I kind of thought that Joel Newbley had pull, pulled out some wondrous piece of skill you know, to, to evade Paul Hannon. It's so just terrible. Joel moves the ball from one foot to the other. Yeah. Do, do you know what it looks like? Uh, it really reminded me of, you know, like uh, like Gillette adverts and stuff where they try and replicate and <laughs> simulate football yeah, 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 and they yeah. get a guy to put in a, a tackle, yeah. quote unquote, and the guy sort of drifts past him and sticks it. it that's what it looked like. Paul he Hanlon went to looked the like, one knee. Paul Hanlon li- literally looked like he was acting as a footballer <laughs> in that moment. And well, I, I didn't notice it until I rewatched it because um, I think a hip had said this on uh, Twitter. Uh, Noah Kenny as well. Nohan Kenny. Yeah. He does. He's, I mean, there, he's, there, he's there with Nublin. He uh, just could have stopped running. But uh, to be fair, he's, he's given a shit pass. Yeah, Noah I mean, Kenny, no, like, just that. You know, it was his lack of work rate to get back, back. and try and stop Nublin. I mean, maybe he thought that Hanlon had it, but that's a, that's a big leap. Are, are, are we talking about the best 
central midfielder in the league. No one can. <laughs> he's good at interceptions, apparently. <laughs> but he does. No, he's he's sort of like he, he sort of like dances back. So to, to beside him. So Ryan never get a sprint to get in front of him. Like he's going to let Hanlon deal with. It. So he just sort of like hangs around him. So he's like just tiptoeing around him, never going back. So it's bizarre. And yeah, it's a, it's a hospital ball from uh, Chibriah. So it's like, a, it's an awful goal. So, but at first I was like, still brilliant for Nubli. And then I watched the back saying, well, what, anyone would have been able to do that. <laughs> if if, if, if Hanley's just going to propose to him as he runs through. <laughs> then, then really it's, uh, and, then, and then he puts off the post and in. So I, I was just so angry because it's it a beautiful day. You get through as an away fan. We got the bloody alarms going off when we were, yep. we got the stadium evacuated and everyone, we were in there and the stadium was getting evacuated. I was in the queue to get a drink. Uh, and the, like, it was going off for ages and I was like is it not a drill and my mate Tom's like no no it's not no. and the security is just standing by the fire exit doing nothing and I was like I think you're going to have to open the door mate I think like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no no <laughs> looking at the stewardess trying to shazam it <laughs> <laughs> and like, they, they eventually open the door and then just went inside, went inside for about two minutes I false alarm of course I fucking could told you that uh, and then nobody believed it while it was happening and then I went back and I was at the front of the queue so that was fucking brilliant I had so. social media team trying to say boilers on fire or something like that oh, you know yeah, I go. Uh, that's sort of shite brilliant yeah <laughs> but yeah back but to yeah, sorry, what, sorry, what I was saying earlier before we got on that run was yeah that was dominating start of the second half first 20 minutes of the second half then that's the, the best last, I've played this how, season yeah, for the last 25 minutes it was then just back and forth constantly it was how, excellent how much of that was down to the well let's look at this twofold uh, the introduction of Martin Boyle or just the, the lack of Jair Tavares well Tavares was I don't want to be brutal because this is obviously a young guy new country uh, he complimented Joel's dog out once uh, he complimented Joel's dog there's his first fucking problem and <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I, I mean, it was in the first half. It was the Tavares. Please keep the ball challenge once, just once. Keep it. Yeah. Give it a wall. And I was like, me and my friends talk about like, just take the ball and pass it a couple of times, so you get just to build yourself into the game. Like, because every day he wanted to dribble, which is fair enough. I know that's probably what he he's there to do. But you know, when it's not working, you've got to be smart enough to go right. I need to just get a few touches in here. But he was fucking dreadful. There's no, there's no, there's no two ways about it. And then Boyle came on, and the, the, it works with Boyle because it gets the fans up at the start. But then the bit that got me excited from, from a Hibs point of view, and that 20 minutes, I thought 20 minutes Hibs looked exactly what Johnson had kind of set, told everyone they were going to be like. They were pressing really hard. It was not long ball, but it was quick. It was very direct. Direct at the corners, uh, like a big feature. And then you, Anne, and Boyle were like switching. They, they, when they were making runs, so they were really hard to play offside against them because they were just going in there, obviously they're really quick. And Porteous, who got moved at the right centre-back for that half an hour, he was just driving with the ball, dribbling, and then playing just balls in behind them, and they were really, really struggling to cope with it. And then they got a series of set pieces, and then fair play to Livingston from there as well because they really could easily could have got blown away yeah. during that period. And then they managed to settle themselves, and then it became, like as you said, a, a proper football match after that. Yeah, I... Um once, uh, as I think we've talked about before, um, once Hibs can get Kevin this way, or, or sign up their striker, because Christian Dodge is... It's finished. Yeah, there's Saturday. no... Can we just feel like we're saying this every week now? There's no evidence that the, the old Christian Dodge has ever coming back. Um, I, like, I like the, the story through the week. It's like Dundee inquired about him, but he's, he's like, he's looking for a premiership team. It's like, is he? <laughs> Are you? Is he? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Why? 
Listen, it's so frustrating that I think that uh, Dundee United were looking at Dodge. And then the idea of what could have happened was he went and we would have just signed Fletcher, which would have worked really well in this team. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. And then, but I think then Dundee United went, ah, well, Fletcher's available. Well, you know what? We'll just we'll just go for him. Thanks. And I think did Fletcher not say as well that he could have wanted? He was kind of hoping that's that been come very back much in. said. He's not. He never said it himself. Right, okay. That's very widely reported is that he actually went home and, didn't, and actually the agent offered him at Hibs. Right. That's okay. what back in he does. He's not going to say I've decided to do United. But actually, I wanted to play for Hibs. So well, why would he do it when he first went to Aberdeen? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be selling manager. Um, why but, am I here? But uh, to talk about um, Livingston. Uh, thought Holt was really good again. Yeah, Holt, just, no, I thought all three centre midfielders were really good for Levy. Aye, because they dominated. Like Henderson was rubbish again, and mm. I really think that bit at the start of the season was because it was the League Cup. Yeah, the opposition. teams were playing shite. Um, like, I think really because he just gets lost in the games. He can he can never pick up the space. You can see there's talent. He lets the ball run through him, but it never works. So I thought Holt, Shinny, and Pittman is it, really good with Omionga and Kelly. It's all quite narrow, but. Because uh, you always have been thinking, oh, it's going to be Nubley and Anderson and maybe Pittman or Shinny as a front three. And obviously I felt like, well, not playing Anderson has been quite bold because he's obviously a really good player. But they obviously just think they can really dominate because they've got Nubley, who's going to mm-hmm. be a hand for them. Well, we can just totally dominate a midfield area with all these other guys. And Shinny's work rates went up exponentially this season in the games that I've seen. Uh, and then they can all just play off Nubly and it's a bit brutal on Anderson but sometimes when you get a player like that you're like well we can just dominate other areas of the pitch now aye and you, it's just so hard to get the ball from as well there's a couple of situations like the one that the chance that led that eventually ended up being the chance for Anderson like when he just gets the ball in the, in the corner there's two hips players following him and they still can't get it off him and there was another one when he went like head to head with Chris Cadden who's quite like strong like, strong well built like and like they're just going at it for like 30 yards like just along and Nubly just every time just gets to the byline because he's got quick feet turns back gets a yard and can able to knock so, the ball back in his face with Cadden when he's talking about this like tiny so Cadden comes out to try and get a ball nudge come back nudge nudge so and Nubly's not going at any pace Nubly does everything in slow motion yeah <laughs> but it's just a little nudge nudge and it's like it's one of those it's always fun to watch it because it's so unique you know you really you see these players like every so often that are able to play in that fashion and um, while, that, while that happening is uh, Paul Hanlon just side tackling space oh my god like, Paul Hanlon it's like for him as I say this is another reason why Hibs in our half is like to bring Paul Hanlon back against the archetype striker that he struggled with his entire career including in his prime and he's straight back at the team he got absolutely battered again he's like Chris Packett so again like, <laughs> like you got like up against Sims and it's like you're 30 like now as a centre half he's played in Scotland and he started thinking like how's he done this how's he been around <laughs> For like when he gets absolutely battered off these strikers that are like physical strikers in Scotland are, are, are common like it's by the most common type I'll, I'll always go back to the game against Dundee Raid where he was bullied so much by Nadia Chifty that Terry Butcher removed him and put on Daniel Boateng instead yep. that, that's uh, that's got to be a career in the deer I don't know what happened here because he brought on uh, McClelland who's clearly not ready to play um, Johnson said after the game that he was struggling that much with cramp that they were scared these calves were going to split in half okay that's fair Who, enough Hanlon yeah he wasn't really fit. He wasn't fit enough to play, but without Bushiri, sounds like there's a, literally not another centre half. Sounds like the sort of guy you should. Well, then McGregor on the bench, but he actually is just a coach for Leith Athletic and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and a, de- a development. I don't even know why he was on the bench. Is, uh, is, he, is he not joined a gang? <laughs> <laughs> Hard as fuck, mate. Uh, uh, it was a shame that you and Murray was there, the diggers after uh, Sunday's game at Town Castle. I was going to flash him a YLT. Uh, see, if he, see if he cowered in the corner after it. <laughs> 
And then Montano got taken off before he got sent off because he was getting yeah. uh, pretty rinsed by Boyle a lot and he was getting angry and Porteous was decided he was going to pick him as the guy he was trying. Because Porteous started doing this new thing where it's like he goes insane, but he's actually really quite calm. He's doing that quite well, which is good. I think it's, it's a really good thing in his game and the, the, the minging vibes all over again. Um, <laughs> but he like, just goes and screams in the, the face, but he, he got really tense, but he just does that. So he's on. Maybe you can see this, so I don't know why I'm doing this. But he like gets really tense arms and jumps up and down and all that, and it's really, really aggressive and in your face. And players like obviously react badly to it. Um, so I quite like that, but I have still got beat. But that 20 minutes made me think this is what we're going to yeah. try to be doing. So even though it's the first game we've lost, I actually came away with that much more with an idea of what Hibs are going to try and do, which I hadn't seen against St Johnston. Or even really, Hearts, there was elements that were good, but Hibs were able to play a lot more on the counter against Hearts because Hearts were wanting to take the game, so it's a different type. But in this game against a team that we did have more of the ball and we were still able in the second half to actually break them down and create tons of chances. And Bo- let's say the bit Bojan's uh, finish at the end, the, the better. Yeah, aye, that was a weird one. Also, as well, the goal, I, had to, uh, I watched back the goal and watched it closely to figure out the culprit, and it's Christian Deutsch. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just lets Obelai run off him. Aye, totally. No, Obelai, completely free. Like, in the 18th minute, the huge center half is just getting a free header just to, to nod at home. Not like, no neck muscle, just like, ah, right, that's that in the net. We've lost. Great. <laughs> the coach is looking at the screens and notices, like, who's good in the air? Who, who scores a lot of goals from center half? <laughs> just leave him. <it>, mate. <laughs> so, aye, frustrating, but a bit, but uh, Livingston are just, uh, I think they are, I said earlier that I could, last season that you could see them finish in the top six because he kept a lot of his mm-hmm. team together and, and, I, and I can still see it because they're a nightmare to play against and now they've brought, the, if Newbley's going to add goals to his game though, actually can someone just sign Newbley because already, Hibs for example. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be really good with the wingers running off but oh, who knows. Hibs are, Hibs are three players away from being a really good team. Yeah. It's the spine of the team. Aye, unfortunately, <laughs> thing, it's a centre back and centre midfield and a centre forward. <laughs> so, Quite hard to find. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hibs will be average then, pretty much. Less than bit Well, we're going to buy a midfielder by all accounts, is, is what it sounds right. like. Guy from, from England. So, this one's not coming from the. The sort of raffle that is every European league. Is that, is that uh, Luke McCormick? Aye, apparently that's. Is the, he over the age of 22 at least? Uh, I think he's like 25. Oh, there you go. He's got, he scored goals in League One and League Two down south. That sounds like the type of player Hibs need. Aye, so hopefully we'll find out. But anyway, Livingston are going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Right, let's move on to the game at Tidecastle. Hearts 4, Dundee United 1. Dundee United, well. Dundee United's problems are the fact that they have maybe the worst goalkeeper in the league. Good Lord. Uh, quite some distance. <laughs> what's what's wrong with him? <laughs> is he injured? Has <laughs> he gone through something? I'd, it's, honestly, I'd, I'd want to find out. Uh, ah, he's not very good. No, that, uh, the, yeah, the save for... He's been, he, I, I saw that he's been in the A-League team of the year two years in the bounce. Because Craig Anderson was saying, must be bad. Uh, like because Craig Anderson when we were done the pod last week about Dundee United, and he was saying, "Oh, that's weird. They've went and took him from like an average team in a show, and he's only got one cap." And I was like, "Ah, that does all make sense." But now the week after it, like he's been in the team of the year. What's going on? That league is a joke. <laughs> it, is. it is. I don't like. I don't like the whole farmers league thing. But they've Jason Cummins over there. I mean, he seen, doesn't just score goals. He's like fucking Del Piero. Have you seen? Have you seen Jay McLaren's goal scoring record down there? Yeah. He's, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so it's like it's it's really. 
So, like, I mean, the Raul seems to have been a good pick. He came for the A League, was he not? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I maybe mean, it's going to be like a one in twelve at this season because Miller just it's just players are good for the A League, apparently. Yeah, Miller, Miller kind of got a kick at Hibs. So is another one, and this big guy, he's like just like the worst player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. He's probably been the worst player in the league so far yeah, this season. Uh, to be fair, like only one of the goals was really his fault. Yeah, but there was three on the week during the week, and then one the week before. Do you know yeah, what I think five a, in three games? Do you know like a, do you know like a better goalie might have got Barry McKay's one? Well, I was thinking that as well, and I said that at the time. Uh, I immediately said, oh, keeper, I'm not too sure. But it comes through a ruck of bodies. Mm. It's right into the bottom corner. It's hit really well. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, but yeah, the one that he pushes out from Michael Smith's uh, timid effort, shall we say, straight to the feet of George Grant is quite something. And it's quite something as well, because I could have thought he might have been gaining some confidence in the first half, because Hart's did what they should have done uh, and peppered them with shots and just made made sure all the time. Hearts had something like 13 shots and 12 of them were on target. Hearts scored inside 42 seconds. Mmm, confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not that. But then after that, he was like getting peppered with shots and he was dealing with them fine because none of them were that particularly hard. But I kind of thought, right, that he made might, one I, good save, eh, when that, he dropped, tipped around the post. Aye, for Barry McKay's shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking yeah. that might build up his confidence, but then he just, that, that one at the feet of Grant was just something else. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, generally speaking, um, Hearts didn't play that well and scored four goals. Yes. Which is, which is uh, it's, it's always a nice thing. Dundee United were a crock of shit. Uh, I will say that. They, they weren't very good at all. They didn't really impress me in any element of the, the game. But Hearts... Tony Watt, um, for those, of, including ourselves, really, for those aboard the uh, Tony Watt needs to play up front um, bandwagon. Yeah, that was not a good 90 minutes for that. He was terrible. No, he, he wasn't good, but he wasn't getting any help either. Glenn mm. Middleton... A couple of times in the first half, you know, he, he went on a couple of decent runs, got the ball into the box. There was a very dangerous one that Halkett kind of swept up uh, at the back post. But Tony Watt had made a run to the corner flag. Uh, nothing made, like, I'd, honestly, I have no idea where Tony Watt was going for that. Because if he just placed himself where a striker goes, he probably would have scored. Um, but he, he just, he wasn't getting help. You can't Watt, remember, but. he's too confused because he's got to move position all the time, so he forgets. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Dund- Dundee United offered very little, um, and obviously because even in the first half, like so, Hearts were excellent for the first ten minutes or so, and then Dundee United kind of really dominated territory and possession for a lot of the half, but they really created any chances. No, no, and they, they didn't really look like they were going to. I mean, Kai Rolls made a phenomenal tackle on. Uh, in fact, that was the second half. No, that was, was that was second. Rolls and Halkett absolutely dominated yes. the strikers up there. They were oh, just nodding them at the way, reading everything that was coming through on the ground. Yeah, like Halkett had a field day. I yeah, thought, when I was even when Fletcher came on, he kind of thought, oh, "That's a very different kettle of fish now." But there was a couple of times that Halkett, like. Clearly out jumped him just yeah. just for aerial balls. Yeah, uh, like I he said, so lean Halkett, mm-hmm. like the, really does like the, a complete unit. Halkett, Halkett's uh, he's he's the last year and a bit he's been different class. Um, but no, I, I thought Michael Smith was was close to being yep. back to his best as well, which has been it feels like it's been a long time coming. You know, he's only played about seven or eight games since his back injury, but every one of them I thought like, is he maybe past it now? But he looked. I was actually thinking going into the game, especially when the team came out and Michael Smith was in it, I was like, do Hearts actually need to sign another right back? Because if Smith doesn't do it today, yeah. he hadn't done it really the first couple of games. And Atkinson is not a fullback; he's a wing back. Yeah, he can't really defend. Yeah. He needs that centre half behind him. And so I was wondering, like, if Smith's not got it anymore, Hearts might need to go out and get a right back as well as, you know, another, probably could do another set and a half and certainly another couple of bodies up top. Then you start to look squad heavy as well. You've got to, if you're, not, if you're going to play four at the back, then Atkins is not going to play. 
Smith isn't any. That's just not good for the chemistry when yeah. you have to when you're forced into doing stuff like that. Yeah, but no, I mean Smith looks like he's gained back the half yard that he lost um, mm-hmm. after his injury. He looks like that's back. You know, he was nutmegging Tony Watt. Right. He was getting down the right hand side. He was putting shots in on goal. Obviously, that's what led to, to George Grant's goal itself. Um, so yeah, just defensively, generally, I thought they, they played really well. It's good to see Stephen Kingsley come back in. Um, but I just Barry McKay, my word. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good he's so he good he's playing fucking ridiculous he's yeah. honestly because I, I you know I was a bit worried it's like you know last season maybe teams will get the run of him you know they'll, they'll understand what he's going to do now nope <laughs> <laughs> that's patently untrue uh, because again like he wasn't even at his sparkling best but he still was probably one of the best if not the best player in the park oh, somebody's passing man, like, like volley passes and stuff right on the money uh, every time it's like a guy just playing just so confident in himself not a problem yeah and then those that shot even don't take that unless you're feeling really good about yourself yeah. well he just wasn't shooting last season that's the thing <laughs> yeah. you know that's why he wasn't scoring many goals because he was he was opting to pass um, and, instead of shoot and yeah it's, it's, it's great to see obviously he's been tipped for Scotland again um, obviously that happened a lot last season as well but in the form he's in I don't see why not it doesn't make to be honest it doesn't make any difference to Barry McKay if he gets in the squad so it's not no. going to play in the team no it's one of those it'll just be it's like a pat on the head well done for mm-hmm. your form if I was a Hearts fan I'd be we're just fucking getting the time off unless he's going to be coming in and, and having any sort of minutes in the, which is pretty unlikely because it's like a pretty strong area of, yeah, of the d- team did he want him playing for Scotland did he want him put on anybody's radar yeah um, and talking of like you're saying going and get another right back for Hearts Dundee United just have to go back in the market for a goalie don't they yes they have to just accept that because eh? that could wreck their, it could easily wreck the entire because the more and more it happens the more and more it becomes a thing and it's like it's it's that it eats itself, you know that 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 idea that this guy's rubbish. Everyone's shooting, everyone's deliberate. So he goes into every game knowing that basically training that week for the opposition has been about him, and it's not a nice feeling. I'm I'm, I'm going to assume. Um, so I would say probably they've invested so much, and this is something I would say about Hibs as well that there are a couple of players. You feel like when you've already invested so much, you're as well going for it. Mm-hmm. You've already yeah. you've already done it. Yeah. Uh, so why let one thing sort of totally hamstringing I mean that you don't achieve anything and for Dundee United right now it's hard to look past I mean there's a lot more problems than that for what's his name the the ASOS Ancelotti Jack, Jack Ross <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as, yeah. as he's been named today yeah uh, <laughs> people oh, I'm not even going to go into this nah don't <laughs> um, uh, but what do you think that people like people genuinely like, like do the things like to most players like uh, you need to spend less time as if like, yeah. <laughs> like spend less time in close shots all day in close shots <laughs> and just ignoring his team Chris said he was just sitting on the sunshine thinking about tapered chinos that we're going to get into that that's why he just wasn't doing anything about the tactics he's definitely the sort of guy that's on first name terms with his Hermes delivery <laughs> driver <like that. laughs> um, and Charlie Mulgrew midfield didn't work unsurprisingly no, he's got didn't. zero legs <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like, what way I think Levitt Levitt injured he must have been because he wasn't there. Aye, so Le- Levitt, Levitt's injured and, and Ross was a wee bit cagey about when he's coming back. He sort of said, you know, at the start of this week, we'll find out more about the injury and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see because he's <laughs> clearly... Like, 
clearly their best player. Clearly, the best thing about Dundee United is 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 uh, Dylan Levitt. But nothing worked for Dundee United, and, and Jack yeah. Ross, he was Jack Ross was totally honest in his post match as well. He's like, from minute one to ninety five, we were nowhere near it. We were absolutely nowhere near it, and then this is why, this is why, this is why. So, you know, he, he recognises what the problems are, but it's whether he can fix them or not. And only a couple of weeks left in the window. If Levitt is going to be out long term, that is massive mm. for this Dundee United team. <laughs> They've spent a lot of money, they're not going to get any money for the World Cup, and that whole idea is fucked. <laughs> 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 they, they clearly thought through. Um, so I a lot of, just I mean I've seen this with it's amazing how quickly it turns around that result is first home game against Alkmaar and being like I'm saying like fuck's sake Dundee United are going to be brilliant shit uh, nightmare even Middleton 300k I was pissing myself when I thought like, oh actually right okay Middleton's incredible now <laughs> yeah uh, and then someone removed Mark Benegitti's arms <laughs> yeah yeah and then just someone done something and it's like you're like, you're like Ross maybe the first manager sacked <laughs> <laughs> like, within a week it's absolutely insane how quickly it turned over and it's like that's why we we'll always say when the going's good fucking lap it up if you're a, if you're a Scottish football fan because it's no far that it's going to be shite so don't worry about it don't worry about looking daft because we all look daft just fucking go for it just you wait until Hearts lose in Zurich and then Celtic put seven past yeah, 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 I mean, it won't take Hearts fans long regardless to turn on Nielsen no matter uh, what the, the context is Jesus Christ ba- Barry Mackay could misplace a pass by an inch and it'll be Nielsen out like, it's, <laughs> it's so weird it's just what what a country yeah uh, I had a couple of boos at half time as well what did one know I was walking down the stairs to go out for a cigarette and there was a boy right next to me on the stairs booed really loudly. I turned around and looked at him and he just sort of looked at me and just shrugged his shoulders <laughs> as if it was muscle memory. I was like, you know. <laughs> See, I was jealous. I've stopped smoking. I'm jealous because at half time I realised when I was at the game on Saturday like, and I didn't have a drink before the game I, we drove through uh, and just understand like, half time's fucking boring. Man. <laughs> like, at least before. At least time before you have to get out, go for a fag and then by the time you get back it's like, all right, the game's about to start but I was like, and fucking swelted. The heat at that level to this game. I actually thought my face was melting off. My mate had to go home after the game for a lie down and start to eat and phone me later to go out for a beer. Is that Tom or <laughs> Tom, Tom. Tom. I have to go home. You're like, you, you, you want to watch the game? I know, I need to go home right now. <laughs> Got dropped off his house. He just went and lay down for an hour. <laughs> Some just right there, man. It felt like it was just in my face for and would be bolted to a wee factor 20 oh, just like <laughs> and we're all wearing that but I'm saying that Hibs wore that black strip oh yeah. man like, don't know how smart that is for today and like obviously it's a really popular strip so everyone's wearing it and everyone's nearly passed out in the stands <laughs> 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 I managed to blag you at the car park as well. that, was <laughs> great. that was great <laughs> uh, media four get four men with the exact same hip strip on <laughs> and Fowler <laughs> uh, media mate. driving <laughs> uh, media mate <laughs> Why didn't they care? Is that I, I just going? I got like because uh, we all bought that. I was like, like last week, I went and bought it before the Hearts game. I actually went to the shop and bought it before it opened, waiting for the shop to open. Where me and about 10, 12 year olds to, to go in and get it. And I met my pals, and everyone had bought it. We'd all bought it, and we were standing in the park drinking because all the pubs were open. And a group of Hearts fans, so it must have been about. 15 watt pass and they're all that look at the fucking stadiums impossible good point three about about six middle aged men all dressed exactly the same (laughs) right let's move on to the game in Paisley where St Mirren beat Ross County by one goal to nil to get their first point of the season Tony you begrudgingly watched this one well I mean you got me you got me watching I, I watch a lot of St Mirren. I've noticed that. I was thinking that when I sat down all the last season that I, I watch a lot of St Mirren and it wasn't, 
Oh, shit, it was an awful game. <laughs> um, but if you want me to try and get into, like, what was good, right? So, Ross County, I'd be really... They tried to play so much football. They really, like, the ball's out, to the goalie out to the full-backs, then try and play it in the midfield, and then you go, no, you know how it works. You go back, and then you pass again, and it goes around the corner. You know that little... Yeah. We try to do a lot of that. Um and I was interested, I was like, because obviously they've, they've had to play differently in quite a lot of games this season because they started off at, at Tynecastle and at Celtic. And one thing I loved about the, the game against Celtic last week is how they were all, the way that they pressed, Celtic it was all taking turns. And it wasn't just, it was all about who was closest. They weren't worried about their shape like changing and players were willing to slot. And I was like, that's really good. That'll be, if that's a feature of their play, that'll be great. But in this one, that was totally gone. So, so that's still, even though you're not playing Celtic, that can still really, really work really well. It can actually be quite an aggressive tactic if, if he's are, if he's are capable of doing it. But they try to get the ball and come and uh, St Mirren, sorry, are just, they are so aggressive in their play. <laughs> Shock uh, under, under Stephen Robinson. And the midfield, especially Erehon and Bacchus, just, Eight Callahan, Kankola, and Samuel alive. They could not get a kick in the first half in that midfield. They were just constantly winning the ball back, driving back. As looks, he looks a player. Ah, he looks really very like handy. Um, he's not because he wins the ball back. He can tackle Keanu Bacchus. Keanu, cool name as well. Yes, yeah. isn't half. Yeah, and he's got um, sorry, he's got loads of agility. He's got drive. So it's like all the things that you could want. I mean, every team needs these sort of ball-carrying, combative midfielders. I mean, teams that really don't have them. They like We talked about Hibs earlier. That's a huge gaping hole in, in the team and stops it from being able to sort of move forward whatsoever. So with him in there and Erehorn, sort of like a composed player, when he's at his best, Erehorn has very, as he would say on plays, quite up and down. But when he's at his best, he's really composed and calm. So they two are really, I, I, I was quite impressed with them without thinking Simmerin or blowing teams away. I was like, they're, they're going to be tough to play against all season. And then you've got Ayunga. Is that how you put it? Ayunga? I don't really Ayunga. want to be saying that. Ayunga. Yeah. Uh, Ayunga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, up front and he is a handful and similar to maybe like uh, Yuan like I say where they just want to overplay so they're desperate to make like to impress and Yuan yeah. I saw that loads in, in the Hibs game once kind of boy does loads of tricks runs like all across the box and then back again and they're like fucking fast it um, <laughs> but Yunga had like elements of that in him but he was because he was holding people off really well and he had he had a good touch and he's so big and strong and he could carry the ball as well. So he was driving at them when he was picking the ball up at centre forward. But then he'd always want to play the, you know, the, the, the sexy pass. He always, if you're a striker and you hold the ball up, you want to hold it up, turn and then spray it out. That's the ideal scenario. And he wanted to do that every time rather than just sometimes just laying it off. Yeah. And he would give the ball away sometimes. So he's one and he hit the post with a like sort of rip roaring drive and it went right across the goalie. So I was... Relative, I was impressed with St Mirren without being blown away. There was mm -hmm. elements of their team that I thought, right, they're going to be, they're actually going to be pretty good. And you can see it's built in Robinson's sort of makeup now, which is positive for them because Robinson last season was was dodgy. Mm. <laughs> this is this really doesn't seem like it's going to work. You can't keep blaming the ex-manager for months on end. He just needed time to instill his brand of bastard uh, ball, where they basically just kick you. Uh, uh, and he's very good at doing it. Uh, yeah, and he's got the main plays up front. I mean, he shouldn't be playing for that, anyone at this level. But for <laughs> Robertson, it, all, it works fine. Well, that, that, that is unfair, because actually, you know, like we're just saying about Keanu Bacchus, just bring it back to him, like he's so... 
he's measured in the way mm. that he tackles as well. You know, he's not just flying into to challenges. He knows how to win the ball. It's, you know, you see it across the league, the better midfield players can do that. You know, they've got this controlled aggression about them and uh, and obviously Erehon as well. So it's like... Got the telescope legs as well. Aye. Yeah, so you can just do that. It's, it's, so it's always got a lot going for him. Like. Yeah. Um, strain, right wing back, mm-hmm. looks all right. Yeah. yeah. He's got a really good touch. He uses the ball quite well. He doesn't get overexcited. Uh, which I, I know these things sound like a damn face braid, but when you see a player at the start, these are the things you look for. It's yeah. like, who are they as a player? What's their fundamentals? Uh, and that's why I think Strain will be a, a player that you would like playing with, uh, especially with Fraser. He, he's, he's always given option, he's got a good touch, and he can dribble a bit. But I was I was really disappointed to where Ross I was. I put, I put them on my coupon for a start. Uh, but it's because I, was, I watched. I watched yeah, we both had uh, Anne in our uh, coupon. Yeah, we I mean, all went wrong. Because <laughs> um, I watched them against Celtic and I was impressed with tactically how they'd done it. And I got fright actually. I was worried because I'm like, with Celtic, and we'll come on to this, I'm sure. Because I thought Ross County played it really as well as they could have tactically, uh, emotionally, how they approached the game and, and in their style and try to be pick and choose the moment. So that it all looks really smart. And Celtic still pinged three goals past. And I was like, fuck, I really don't know where this is going for everyone else. So I was, I was wanting to see so, uh, Ross County. And obviously I was heard that they were impressive in the, in the first half, especially at yeah. Tynecastle. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm, I'm buzzed. Let's, let's see Ross County. And it just, they played, tried to play pretty football. And never, they just got sort of, out aggression and it was never going to work for them the one thing they'll like was uh, Olagby he came on he'd done a few number 17 he came on in the second half he'd done some mazes I could see him and Edwards being fun to watch quick skillful was Edwards any good? he had moments it was like played in moments but see, don't worry he's not going to be the best player in the world like people decided on that 45 can, uh, minutes can, can I bring back to what I said two weeks ago <laughs> him, him and Anthony Stewart Everybody like, oh, brilliant signings, uh, brilliant signings. Well, County are bottom of the league and Aberdeen were terrible at the back of the sure, weekend. Sure, just uh, miss-kicked miss, miss the ball on <laughs> the goals, eh? Because I'm not going to say that either of them are going to be bad, but can we, again, can we just wait more than one fucking week of the season half. before going... Aye, one half before going, he's a great signing. Did you not listen to Tony's rant two minutes ago when you said, when it's good, you try and enjoy it? You're doing the opposite. No, I mean, like... Twitter, it was like half-time the arse game. I was reading that this Edwards was absolutely brilliant. But he looked amazing. Rob McLean said on commentary, what a signing. <laughs> like, well, we don't know that might literally be his best game for the club uh, very much Tony Rougey vibes at him stuff like that um, it's always wingers it's always wingers uh, Wanjo, Wanjo's debut uh, for Hearts was sensational oh, I don't think he ever reached that height ever again um, but the goal came Tate um, so what a what, what an absolute peach of a finish and again it was but no surprise it's Bacchus driving forward with the ball dribbling past people aggressive and he's running he gets sort of tackled the Ayunga just won't let the ball die and he's sort of fighting for the for, with the centre half Manages to get it back to, to Tate and it goes in, but Ross County just they never really offered anything. Anybody surprised it was two and a half years since Tate's last goal? That surprised me for somebody who touches the ball in the box, box. an awful yeah, lot yeah. for our fullback. Surprised he's not scored for that length of time. Because I always I was had my dreams last season. As who was playing left wing back for St. Mirren last season, what's his name? Tanzer. Tanzer, yeah. I was in my head that Tanzer to Tate was going to be like a common goal. But it's just, example, if we do these podcasts and we watch, try and like, you, you're basically you're forced into overanalyzing things because you need to have something to fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be, I'd convinced myself, I was doing the pre, I was like, that's, exa- that's exactly how it's going to work. Of course never, they're still not that good. Like <laughs> it's going to be fullback to fullback, uh, Robertson and Arnold. It's still Tate and Tanzer. Um, so I never quite got that way but they tried Ross County they made a double substitution at half time so he clearly wasn't happy with how things went he took Samuel off 
who I'm really not sure about in that role playing mm. off the striker. I just don't really see what yeah. what he does. Yeah, I'm not sure. I saw uh, I think it's Staggy's view on Twitter was saying that like um Next week, let's get Dan down from the starting eleven, and let's bin this Dominic Samuels and so number ten experiment. Just doesn't have the the, the, the quality to no. play in, in that in that role. I don't. He did against Hearts. I kind of understood it against for a game against Hearts, but for just these other games, I don't really. But he's, don't you know, he's, he's got a physicality. You know, yeah. he's he's got that on his side. So if you put Jan Danda alongside, up front then. Alongside the likes of like Edwards and that, though, it does make your team a lot more lightweight. So, you yeah. know, there, there, there is that element. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, yes. I don't really see much about him. That's the third game in a row. He's not really done much as a as a striker. They brought White on at half time, which told me again, it was like, yeah, we're maybe going to abandon this really, really pretty football that we were, <laughs> we were, we were attempting the first half and uh, get, get White involved. And he was sort of peeling out on his strain and Fraser to try and do it. But it was a, it was a fully deserved win with St. Mirren without it being like scintillating. Right. On Sunday, I uh, decided to be um, uh, good, uh, behave myself, and I was like, right, and instead of going to the pub before the Hearts game, and a nice sunny day as well, I was like, no, instead I'll, I'll do some research for Monday's podcast, and I'll also save my pints until after the game. And so I sat down... <laughs> well, I behaved well, I didn't have pints in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Behaving well for me. <laughs> and so I, I sat down, and I watched the first half of uh, Celtic Kawarok. I saw Celtic smash three goals past Kawarok, and I was like, fuck this. Turned it off and went to the pub. <laughs> you, made, you made the right choice. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> right, we're, we're doing the two uh, old fun games last, because... They're both really good. Aye, they're yeah. just both fucking incredible. Aye. Wake, wake us up when you play each other. Uh, the, one, the one thing I would say is like Jota for me is the best player in, in Scotland mm-hmm. um, but keeper for his goal keeper uh, like yeah. you know put put your put your dick away like it wasn't that good alright a, a decent keeper would have saved that I'm not saying he's not a decent keeper by the way but I thought I was thinking that, did Walker have his dick out no. <laughs> <laughs> like that comedian on stage was it Jerry Sutherland <laughs> that's why he couldn't save it as soon as he started jumping and flopped it um, but uh, listen Celtic are, are just a very 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 good team um, they attack so with so much purpose and and I think you know Maeda's been getting a little bit of stick from the Celtic fans uh, at the start of this season so like just it just shows like they could just they need to have something to moan at eh? they just they just need anything to moan at it's like oh no like he's just not as good as the rest of them it's like well he's still fucking class so, <laughs> ah, yeah and he's still um, very good for a lot of certain games as well yeah so obviously he got the assist for uh, for Furuhashi's goal uh, right to, away to start yeah. with and then right away and I was like oh yeah he looks shite right enough like <laughs> Jesus Christ um, and then yeah they just started scoring overhead kicks for a laugh alright okay um, yeah I mean Morris Gents uh, his overhead kick was was very much a centre half's overhead kick mm-hmm. but still very very good fun at the same uh, time uh, and Yakimakis <laughs> seeing uh, the, the, the keeper after it went through his legs uh, just turned to stone and uh, fall yeah. over it's like that's when you know that a goalkeeper is, is just had absolutely enough. had enough yeah <laughs> Tony, you want to tell everybody our story about Moritz Jens? Uh, oh, I don't think anyone does. Anyone care about our fantasy football? Oh, it's just quite funny. Uh, your your, your realisation. I've been running running the fantasy football. We do a draft for the for the tennis, and you think that I would know all the teams that are, that are playing in it, being the guy who's doing it. Uh, but because two of the teams are called one's the Silence of the Lammy Motherwell player. Yeah. So I just assume that's Graham. Because why would it be Andy Harrow? <laughs> But it is, and then so when we do the the waivers, as it's called, the start you get to pick, and the team at the the teams that have got the lower down get. So, so I, I could have got Jens. I just completely forgot about it. We took Matty Kennedy. Yeah, I, Matty I Kennedy's had the worst picking waivers because I was bottom of the table going at this past weekend. You took Matty Kennedy, and then I was I, I could have got 
and there was someone else and then me and I picked Jens but I thought Silent Salami was Graham and he picked him below me he was second and I just gave him Jens out of it and now he's got a goal scoring since Celtic center half and I'm stuck with fucking Paul McGinn or something <laughs> And we've been doing that for over a year, and I don't think anyone's changed their team name. <laughs> so who knows who I've been giving players for the whole time? I've changed mine, but I think I'm maybe one of only two people to change their team name. Um, uh, Graham doesn't even play. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's what I mean. You try and be interested. Like uh, last week, I said my heart sank when I saw. I watched Celtic Ross County last week. My heart sank when I saw Jens. Oh, here another monster who's really comfortable on the ball. Great. Uh, just like waltz and oh banging in a header now we scored over egg fuck's sake there has to be there should be a rule that they both the old firm have to have one sort of weakness and that's all we have we get to that we've got to concentrate on that we'll see if we can get it over the course of the season because it really 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 wouldn't surprise this season if they only if they only get to beat off each other yeah. God, their goalkeepers have to play with their cock suit um, so yeah I mean interesting Alan McGregor's definitely done that before <laughs> uh, he'd, he'd, be, he'd play, play better then <laughs> help his confidence uh, Greg Taylor brilliant yes now, now we've got Burnaby in jail yeah in jail not a good start from your 4 million 21 year old fullback uh, uh, he's in the mean machine team <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they'll be thankful that Greg Taylor's sort of just coming on again I think of all the things Ange has done, which is tons, tons and tons, and the improvement, the the sort of transfer market stuff, but in terms of like the one player that really stands out is Taylor. Not that he was shit before. I always think he got he got, he got a hard time for no real reason, but he's turned him into like now he's starting to look like really, really important part of the team, and he plays that inverted fullback role like a natural now, and it's like, wait, are you going to end up at Man City? <laughs> because you're actually perfectly built for, for it after playing with, with Paul Scoglis. So, but outside of that, they're just all fucking brilliant. And mm. they're just going to hump everyone. Yeah, they've, they've not got a weakness. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. Someone by, we just need, as I said, we're weighing on just mass exodus of all these players all at once is what we need. And then they fuck up the... And this has nothing to do with Celtic or Rangers bias. It's just me wanting to go to a game where Hibs play Celtic and maybe enjoy it. I hope he gets. Sp- I hope Joe Hart gets space jammed by Mark Berrigiti. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like Joe Hart's not even had to laugh once. Not even done anything funny once. Nah. Never made one mistake. It's like nah. this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Give us a mistake. Ah, come on. And let's go to the other side of Glasgow. Oh, Kamarnik are bland as dishwater, by the way. No, I you have not just do not, do not see what this. Top six stuff was about. I do not see one bit of that team that's good. Yeah, I never got that either. I, just looking at their squad, I was like, that's not that good. I think they'll stay up, but uh, yeah, I never really got the top six. And one of the things with like, people are saying, well, they've got good strikers and Ollie Shaw. Ollie Shaw, what is he good now? Like, <laughs> where did that happen? Why that? And it was, it was said to me in such a blase fashion that I'm mental for questioning that Ollie Shaw's good. Since when? I was told he was going to be this season's Bruce Anderson. It, all right, okay, see, we hear a lot. We hear a lot in the tennis. Do you know who told me that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I don't understand, but I'm sure. I mean, Craig Anderson told me that in the first game of the season Dundee United, they were good and they were attacking and they were fun to watch. So I'll take his word that. I think next week, if I'm doing the pod further, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch whoever Kilmarnock are playing. Why did Liam Donnelly play? 
Banter. Question number one. Well, that's what Gareth was saying. Like, Liam Doyle's going to be that player who's going to inexplicably play in all the big games for no real reason. You don't really understand what tactical good it is, but the smart manager seems to think he knows. Maybe he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> good chemistry on the pitch. <laughs> Not a bad having a good laugh on the pitch. <laughs> Always gets the rounds in. <laughs> Running past just doing knock knock jokes. <laughs> Right, what we got? The Rangers next. Yeah, right, Rangers. Yeah, right. This is the game that I watched. Rangers 4, St. Johnson 0. Rangers, they, they, they had to survive an early scare. They did. Uh, Teddy Bear should have put uh, St. Johnson 1 0 ahead. Um, it was, uh, I guess it was a wee bit difficult because he was on the ground. He was but, on the ground. But he was five yards out and you need to, uh, yeah. you need he's, to be scoring. You need to be scoring. He's got good enough contact on it that you'd think if you can get contact that good on it, you ah, might as well put it on target. Put it on target. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do that, yeah. do that. But you're lying uh, in the six yard box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, Rangers had pretty much complete control of this game, and I didn't even think they were that impressive in the in the first half. They not really. I didn't think it was necessarily due to a huge lack of tempo or urgency. There was maybe a little bit hanging off, and maybe there was a, a slight hangover from the European game because, you know. Tuesday was another kind of epic night at Ibrox and as I've said before I think that teams tend to, to struggle a little bit come back to earth when they then have to just go for a kind of run in the middle domestic fixture and not, all the time later, yeah. after derby wins if your hips are hearts all that yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone experienced it United with Livingston the game after as well so yeah there was there was that slight aspect of, I didn't need to feel there was too much of an atmosphere at Ibrox but they were still they were still kind of moving fairly well I, I kind of just got the feeling mostly you know because you've got Matondo you've got Scott Wright and you've got Cholak. Scott yeah. Wright's not going to be first choice when everybody's fit. The other two are just at the club. Um, and I just kind of thought the, they just didn't quite have the understanding to be really blown away teams with intricate passing moves just yet. But it should come with time. And also, again, are those guys going to start when everybody's fit? Because Ryan Kent will play on the left. Matilda might play on the right. But uh, Morelos will play up front when, when he's fit, so it's no, yeah. it's not even their starting eleven. Kent Matondo and Morelos sounds like there's a nice bit of balance after watching yeah. a bit of Matondo. Yeah, yeah. That, that would that would work. Matondo, I didn't really, I wasn't really kind of big on him in the first half, but he certainly came on a game in the second half, and that's something that we maybe don't take into account an awful lot when we talk about like Rangers buying players who have a lot of speed because it's like right, well, what's the point in them if the other team's going to you know camp with twelve men behind the ball? But then as soon as you go ahead, the other team has to come out. And then you've got a guy with a lot of speed up top. Then it means that you, you find it a lot easier to rack up goals two, three, and four, which is exactly what happened in this see, game. You see it working really well with Morelos dropping off, how like he does, and he likes to turn and get, and then maybe playing those reserve, reverse passes to to Matondo. Who mm-hmm. he, yeah, I'm assuming Matondo will stretch the like stay wide. And that'll allow Kent maybe to play more yeah. inside. That could yeah. it makes it makes a bit of sense if you know what I mean. The the start of the show for me, however, was Malik Tillman, mm. who uh, I I had a I, I knew, this came from no research whatsoever. I just took a punt in the summer when I had him down as potential worst signing, <laughs> just because I was getting I was getting a. What was his name? Ahmad Diallo uh, vibes off of just kind of bringing in a, a lone player for a big team. You, you never know how it's going to work out, but he is uh, quality. Yes, he is. he's very good, and he works very hard as well. You can uh, tell he's not a Diallo, just not giving a toss. Yeah. He is. Is, uh, he, is he an upgrade in terms of output on a rebo? <sighs> Will he score more it's goals? Too, it's too early to say because one of the rebo's biggest issues was probably a lack of consistency. Yeah. Uh, so it's only three games in, so it's hard to tell with Tillman whether he's got that consistency. But if he does, then I would say, yeah, maybe. 
Anybody that's scoring goals in the Premier League now. No, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> when he nutmegged the goalie who was coming down. Aye. People were going mental about that. Looked like a luck to me. That's all I'm saying. He nutmegged the goalkeeper who was lying down. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky. You're not going to mean to do that. I mean, it's impossible. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't does make any sense. <laughs> uh, no, Tillman, um, Tillman's not someone who has loads of pace as well. You know, he's just got no. so much quality on the ball. That he can drift past. He, he does have a lot of height, though, which we've seen twice now in the the last week. That's coming very handy. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's, it's a really smart header for his for his goal as well. Cause it's a weird angle, but he looks he looks absolutely superb. Um, so I, I, the one negative was there one for Rangers in this game. Um, Barisic yeah. any good? Barisic was all right. Ben Davies uh, didn't look particularly great. He wanted too much time on the ball. Well, he had a lot of time on the ball, but he just really wasn't making quick decisions. And right. like when you get put under pressure when you're playing away from home, that's going to be a bit more of an issue. But it is his first start, so I don't know how much time he played in it. I'm sure be all right. <laughs> ben Davies hat trick. John uh, John Lundster was very good. That I've uh, seen Rangers fans say that he's had a very kind of up and down season so far, and that was maybe his best performance. Um, he was just great, kind of winning back play all the time and, and driving them forward. With there, his, his there was one where Davis was fixing his hair and he never stopped across. You and Taylor told me about that. Oh, He's uh, fixing his hair. Fi- Davies was fixing his hair and the game was raging on and the ball went past him and it created a chance. He was like, it would have been the, the death of Rangers' dads. Everywhere. <laughs> what was he standing there with a the mirror like fucking Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pulling out his sock. Ah, he's, he's got a comb in his sleeve. <laughs> so Johnson brought a new sign in Daniel Phillips, only 21. He's about as wide as he is tall. Um, so he's going to have a good kind of... I can see him being a good kind of battler, low centre of gravity in the centre of the he, park. Did he look fit? A bit agile. I don't know why I said it as Gilles. That's how you say it, but... I don't know. Tony's been watching Wisecout in the fridge. He looks like somebody's just going to do a lot of running and a lot of battling rather than... But I mean, that, the, that's nice. good, I think, versus yeah. Johnson, when they've well, got Matty the oldest, the a bit too oldest leak, least moving midfield. Least mobile. Least moving. Least moving. Gilles, <laughs> least moving. Come on, let's get this wrapped up. The least moving, Gilles. <laughs> Get this wrapped up. <laughs> you got still got a sunstroke. <laughs> ah, fucking hell. <laughs> so I mean, that's what they needed. I mean, you'd want was... more than legs if you could possibly get it from the midfield. <laughs> but one thing they definitely need was just trying to make one composite footballer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's got a left uh, foot. Like this what, guy's got a right like foot. what you do on the telly. With the, the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Frankenstein, yeah, the Frankenstein yeah, yeah. baller. Uh, but this one just to be really average, competent, can do everything okay. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he was another one who wanted too much time on the ball at times. Um, but again, getting used to Scottish football can maybe iron that out of his game. So Johnson done something quite weird, actually. What This is one thing I want to say about St. Johnson. They were doing an awful lot of the centre-halves standing at either side of the goalkeeper and passing it out from the back. But then even if they got through the initial Rangers press, they were just going long to bear anyway. <laughs> but just from closer in. I kind of wondered, because it did happen at one occasion in the game, where I think, it, but even then, it was a kind of mistake for the Rangers defence. Uh, Goldson, I think, who assumed that the ball was going to just run out of play and it actually stopped before it crossed the line and Bear was able to get it. And St Johnson, I think, ended up getting a, a shot away for it. Maybe Jamie Murphy, can't quite remember. But um, yeah, I was thinking maybe that, that they were, because Bear is obviously big, but he's also quite mobile for a big guy as well. Um, and just kind of maybe trying to get Rangers to come up a bit more so they could get him running in behind. But with that one exception, legacy, which was also a Rangers mistake, it never happened. And he, he's quite a frustrating player, it has to be said. Like there was times where he held Good it bear. up. No, there was times he held it up quite well, and there was other times I was like, "You've given that away far too, too easily." easily. 
just can't judge a team going away to Ibrox though. Nah, no, that's why we've right. never said anything about Kilmarnock because it's just like yeah. I'll talk about. So I say I'll watch them next week and I'll pass judgment. I'm on the teetering over wanting to really slag Kilmarnock. So, so if you're a Kilmarnock fan, what well, I'm, I'm coming in negatively. Keep there, keep your eye on the number nine, the guy called Ollie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to like what you see. <laughs> He's one of the best young strikers in Europe. Oh, you're damn right. Right, and that'll do us. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear us talk more, we are going to discuss the column that Scott Allen wrote for the BBC about trying to find a new club, and then also just look at the, the weirdly huge list of uh, players who played in the Scottish names. I'll be honest with you, last season. There's a lot of names that you will expect to be in there. As soon, <laughs> as, soon as you read them, you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> there's somebody like, oh, how's he not got a club yet? And so we'll have a look at them as well. So that's with the cost of living crisis. I'm sure you need to get a job. Aye. And Heaton's going to wear five grand a year. Tom Roderick, you'll get gold. <laughs> Tom Roderick's Heaton only works for 60% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah, so that'll be over on patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast and that'll be on the £2 per month tier. Right, Tony, say goodbye. Bye. Rob, say goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Craig Fellow saying goodbye and you'll be back again on Thursday. Goodbye. Podcast Network.